deal. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Miss T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Hello, listeners. You're back where it's at, and it's time to chat. This is Tanisha Baker spinning the beginning of the award-winning show with the flow that keeps you in the know. We keep it real and true as we do what we do. You're tuned in to Talking With T. It's May 16th. And if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, megastar Janet Jackson and boy group fave Ralph Trevant of New Edition. Today on the national calendar is National Barbecue Day, National Do Something Good for Your Neighbor Day, Love a Tree Day, National Piercing Day, Mimosa Day, and more. On this date in history, Sammy Davis Jr. passed away in 1990. It is also the date in 1997 that the U.S. government finally issued an official apology for the Tuskegee Syphilis Experiment. President Bill Clinton promised that this would never happen again. He also pledged to help build a memorial for the victims. The theme this month is bloom where you are planted. You don't plant a seed and then dig it up every few minutes to see if it has grown. Stop questioning yourself and second guessing your hard work. Be confident and just keep watering your seeds. They will bloom. Talking with T would love to feature your organization or business. Become a sponsor or advertise on the show. Let us help you reach more people and promote your brand service or products. Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking With T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. Let's turn our attention to today's T's tidbits. 26-year-old Shelby Booth of Boiling Springs was murdered in a rental cabin in Gatlinburg, Tennessee over the weekend. The Sevier County Sheriff's Office said they arrested her boyfriend, 21-year-old Julian Popica, from Welford. He's charged with second-degree murder. I've read multiple stories lately and heard about multiple deaths related to fentanyl. The Knox County DA says fentanyl is making its way to Knoxville from Detroit. According to the Knox County Sheriff's Office, a person from Detroit was arrested just last week for trying to buy almost three pounds of fentanyl. District Attorney Sharm Allen said over the years, trafficking of fentanyl has tended to stem from Detroit. She said that Knoxville is very connected to Detroit with the drug trade. She routinely sees drugs brought into the community from the Detroit community, and she says they usually see them brought down I-75. The main drugs that they are currently seeing are heroin and fentanyl right now. D.A. Allen believes the reason Fentanyl has come so hard onto the scene is that it's easier and cheaper to make and it's more potent than heroin. She also said that law enforcement is now seeing almost everything laced with fentanyl, even pills marked to mimic narcotics. The drug community is being warned about the dangers of fentanyl. I looked it up myself and read that fentanyl is 50 times stronger than heroin and a hundred times stronger than morphine. It was originally developed for the pain management of cancer patients. It has a very high risk of addiction and dependence. And as we know, it can lead to death, especially when combined with other substances. 24-year-old Atlanta rapper Little Keith has died, as reported by his brother. The cause of death 
at this time is unknown. He was signed to Young Thug's YSL Records and 300 Entertainment. Lil' Key was a father to a younger daughter, Nature. His girlfriend, Quana Bance, is currently pregnant with their second child. This surely is a sad story. And also, sadly, former Orlando Magic player Adrian Payne was shot about a week ago and died from his injuries at the hospital. The shooter stayed on the scene and reportedly cooperated with authorities. On a brighter note, Jay-Z's Rock Nation is to host a social justice summit this summer. This is the label's latest initiative to address systemic injustices facing communities of color across the country. The summit will bring together activists, celebrities, and relatives of police brutality victims to address racial justice and policy issues. This will be held on July 23rd. New mothers are growing more and more frantic as the shortage of baby formula grows and is said to possibly last through the rest of the year. The U.S. government is working to give those on federal assistance the option to buy different brands of formula and regulate price gouging. Police identified a woman, they say, opened fire on a Gwinnett school bus while students were on board. The driver sustained injuries to her hands from broken glass as she told the children to duck. And luckily, none of the children were injured. Police have said that Celeste Michelle Saunders has been charged with cruelty to children, aggravated assault, possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony and unauthorized discharge of a firearm near a public street. Again, there is no report of why Saunders opened fire on the bus. The WNBA Players Association has joined an already established Change.org petition in demanding lawmakers prioritize Brittany Griner's safe return home. She is still being detained in Russia. There wasn't much attention brought to the situation at first for fear that Brittany would be used as a high-profile hostage, but now it's going on three months and many are anxiously awaiting her release. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T. Everybody's Talking With T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM. Just the best every day. I've been loving you the best I can, the best I can. I've been loving you the best I can, the best I can. And if that's not enough, what can I say, what can I do? Cause I've been loving you the best way I know how to. Matter of fact, you are the only one that I can truly say I Woke me up and you showed me how to keep selflessly. I gave up my love, but now that I'm giving my best, it's not enough. No, no. I've been loving you the best I can, the best I can. I've been loving you the best I can, the best I can. Now if that's not enough, what can I say? What can I do? 'Cause I've been loving you. But 
killed. Um, there was an 86-year-old woman named Ruth Whitfield who was just coming from seeing her husband at the nursing home, and she stopped by there just to grab a few things before she went home, and he killed her. And then a young black man who was picking up his three-year-old's birthday cake for his party killed. This is devastating. It seems like every week we say, you know, I hope we don't have another story of this, or, and it's everywhere now. I don't even know what what the solution should be. Should you arm yourself? Do you bag guns? It's like a catch-22. It's heartbreaking. Um, earlier in the show, Pam, I shared a story where a woman had opened fire on a school bus. We don't know why she did it, but like you said, no place really seems safe. Um, these mass shootings, and again, I said it's the 198th one this year, are just popping up every week and in every location. Now, in a separate story, two people were killed and three more taken to the hospital after a shooting Sunday at a flea market in Houston. This was reportedly the result of an altercation among five people. No innocent bystanders were injured, but this kind of goes to the point where you really don't hear about fights anymore. It's like people get into it, and it, it escalates immediately to violence. Always. It's never a point where you hear about somebody getting beat up or there was a brawl. It's always a gun involved. And I'm pretty sure people had guns when we were growing up, but they didn't use them unless it was in dire circumstances. And I can't even remember nothing really happening, especially no mass murders. Right. Well, around $30,000 worth of a substance that police thought could be heroin was seized by Knoxville officers in a traffic stop late last month. Girl, it turned out to be crushed, dried black beans, not drugs. So the prosecutors have now dropped charges against the four people who have been in jail since that time. They got pulled over for, quote, following another car too closely. The driver didn't have proper ID and was said to have given conflicting statements to officers. So I don't know about all of that. It seems kind of weird. The police found about $10,000 in cash in rubber bands, multiple air fresheners, and cell phones, but at the end of the day, there were no drugs. It was beans. So, I mean, the two guys, so it was four people, two men, two women. The two men were detained by immigration. The two women were released, but they don't have a car or the cash, but the judge has uh, ordered that they be returned to them. If that dog sniffed some black beans and thought it was heroin, yeah. he might need to go hang up his, his leash because his days may be over. You're right. It was a canine involved in the search, so he didn't do too great of a job, I guess. No, and they need to go back and look at every case he has sniffed out and to make sure that it really was what he what they said it was. That's horrible to be sitting in jail knowing that you that you had some black beans. But I, I, what was they doing with the black beans? Well, I don't know. And I was thinking, though, that if they were immigrants and they said that there were conflicting statements, it could have just been a language barrier. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Well, this is yeah. different than the next story where agents from several law enforcement organizations teamed up to arrest 12 people. They seized more than 10,000 pills and more than 2 million in U.S. currency after an investigation into a Louisville-based drug operation. Each suspect could face up to 20 years in prison and a fine up to a million dollars. 
A million dollars? A million dollars. Now, they already got two. But who's carrying around $2 million in cash? I have, well, never mind. Right. I, I don't think I've heard of that. Me neither. Now, I know back in the day, old people used to have their money, and and if something happened to them, you'd find, you know, money in TVs and the, in the wall and things like that. But you wouldn't take that $2 million to the bank or something. Well, Pam, they couldn't take it to the bank. It was drug money. Well, you uh, you split it up and, you know, and don't put it all in there at one time, you know. Let me be quiet, because that's just what I heard. <laughs> I was like, Pam, are you really trying to help the cartel figure out how to split up their money? Oh, Lord, let me just uh, stop right there. Let me move on. Yeah, carry on. All right. All right. Well, um, this story is pretty tragic. This next story, a Cincinnati father is in mourning after his two kids were allegedly stabbed to death by their own mother in Lexington. Darrell Williams, he lives in Cincinnati, but his children, 13-year-old Dion Williams and 5-year-old Skylar Williams, live with their mother, Nikki James. The thing is, I have seen a rise in these types of stories lately. Killing your own children signals severe mental illness. Like, I can't even imagine, yet these stories keep coming up. And maybe it happened before, but like most things we are more aware due to enhanced media, these stories are just tragic. I just can't. I can't wrap my mind around them. I can't either because, like you said, it's it's on the regular now. Every week there's a story or two about somebody killing their own kids, killing their staff and the kids. And it's, I don't know what's, what's going on. I mean, I maybe it, like you said, you know, social media and things are reported more nowadays. But, again, I don't recall this happening when we were growing up and stuff. Right. Well, you need to clutch your pearls for this next story. A nine-year-old out of Dallas, Texas, brought a whip to a black family's porch and demanded to see their daughter. Their door cam video, along with one of a neighbor, captured all of this on video, and, of course, that's gone viral. They go to the boy's house. The father answers the door with a gun, which he fumbles, darn near shoots himself and the child. So the parents of the little black girl were told that the boy was too young to face any criminal penalties, but his father wasn't. So he was later arrested. But I thought, what kind of tomfoolery is this? Can you imagine? Now, this little boy is just nine years old. He goes to the house of this black family with a whip. First of all, where did he get the whip? From his, from his granddaddy, great-granddaddy, somebody. When I saw the video, I said, first he knocked like the police. Then he got that whip out like he brought it out his, off his side clutch or something. He said, what out, what out? And I'm thinking, what? She came out there and she went, um, you don't get off my porch. And then when he leaves, he vandalizes the car with the whip. It would have been, I don't know what it would have been, but they came out. Ready to shoot the father. He tried to talk like an adult, the father. He said, I'm here to talk like an adult. If you want to take it there, we can. See, he's meaning fight, but uh, Billy Bob, he meant shooting you. Yeah, but then he almost dropped the gun, and the gun went off, and Darnie shot himself and his daughter who was standing behind him. Yeah, they think that people that have analyzed the video, they think that it wasn't even the gun on the ground that went off. She came out with the gun. And shot out. The little girl? Yeah, they said she had to, she, the gun 
came from her area. Like I said, she had a nine millimeter. You know, oh, people. She would be zooming in and checking things out that you just don't don't see it. I thought I was a PI, but I gotta get my <laughs> gotta get my uh, thing up because they be on it. So either way, somebody shot somebody and they almost killed their own self. Right. So another story I want to bring back up. It wasn't too long ago when we had the story about the kindergarten students who were pouring shots during snack time, you know, they were getting the classmates turned up. Now, I read where six students were taken to the hospital after they ate marijuana-laced Cheetos in an elementary school. So one student had shared the snacks but didn't know they were laced, of course. Now, they said several incidents of kids eating THC-laced snacks have surfaced in recent weeks. That's a little scary, and speaking of that, Vaping is on the rise among middle and high school students, and the bigger concern with that is that they're using THC pods. So I'm like, kids floating around here high, all the way from elementary to high school on this THC. How do these little elementary kids keep getting their hands on this? Evidently from the parents, and if you've ever seen the packaging for these edibles or these uh, THC laced snacks. The packaging looks so similar to the real thing that you can't tell. And I know a kid couldn't tell because but Pam, these were Cheetos. Yeah, they have they have like Cheetos. They have Doritos. They have cereal. Oh, they have all kind kind of stuff. That's practically everything is you can get it laced with THC in a package, and it's the same orange package and it, you can't really tell. It's hard for an adult to tell. So I know a kid probably just thinking they're just taking them, you know, in there. You still so, seem to know a lot about this. About like you knew about splitting up the money. Yeah, I don't know. It's just what I what I be hearing. You know, I be listening to people and stuff when I be, mm-hmm. you know, talking to them and stuff. And then somebody had, you know, mistakenly ate one one time and they was behind the airport. So I don't. <laughs> So we're not going to go there. <laughs> well, listen, probably... I'm going to change course one more time because I am very excited about one of my guilty pleasures. Don't judge, but the show P-Valley is starting a new season, and I'm here for it. I can't wait to go to the pink and witness down in the valley where the girls get. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm going to stay on the air. I'm going to stay on the air. Right. You got it. You know what? <laughs> You watch it, right, Pam? Yes. So, Uncle, you know, is it Clifford? Yes, I'm ready for Uncle Clifford and see what uh, that mama done did with the with the building that she stole from the daughter because her daughter gave her uh, a two-piece and some sides. <laughs> and I, sure did. You know what? I might need to watch the first season again and make sure I'm real fresh and on top of everything that happened before I start the second season. But I'm telling y'all listeners, listen, it is not for the faint at heart. Listen, it is not for the faint at heart, okay? So you might need to Google the theme and the topic and what it's about before you start watching it. But for me and mine, we love it. <laughs> right. And, and if people don't know that, you know, we we watched Pose, which was another one of our favorites, and we dressed up for Pose doing a funeral so what were we dressing up for P Valley? Well, Pam, no. Um, 
I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. For one, <laughs> I've got too many pounds. I'm not sure I'm going to look like the girls in Pea Valley. But uh, we ain't going to talk about that off air. Right. While we're talking about shows I love, I also love the Christies, but they keep getting into trouble. And so a federal trial for Todd and Julie Christley on charges including bank fraud and tax evasion is starting in Atlanta. But it looks like they're still hot on the TV scene because they've announced that they're moving forward with their new dating series called Love Limo. And that's hosted by Todd Chrisley. And then they're going to continue Chrisley Knows Best and Growing Up Chrisley. Both of those shows have been renewed. But prosecutors allege that the couple submitted fake documents to banks when applying for loans. Julie Chrisley also submitted a false credit report. Who out here making up their own credit reports? But anyway, she submitted a false credit report and fake bank statements when trying to rent a house in California. And then... They said a couple refused to pay rent a few months after they started using the home. Not the Christmas. I love them, especially the granny. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, I this is something that I, that I also heard, that there are people that can give you false credit reports, you know, fake uh, pay stubs, fake landlord uh, notices, everything. You can practically get anything fake nowadays. Damn. I I seen a lot of things. What? I seen a lot of things that just ain't right. I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm a little talking. nervous actually. <laughs> well, you know what this is what this is what we're gonna we're gonna make that it for this bit. And listeners, let me let me check on some things. And then I can't wait to hear what Pam has to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. All right. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With T, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With T. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, T will end with a quote. If people are doubting how far you can go, go so far that you can't hear them anymore. Remember where you heard the word. Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking with Teeth.